have money sitting in a savings and I'm wondering if I am really stupid to not be investing right now. So I've saved up around $200,000 for working about two years and have all that money sitting in a high-yield savings account in Capital One with 3.9% interest. Which, by the way, there's other accounts that offer more than that in terms of like a high-yield savings account. As an example, Robinhood, I think, offers like a 4.5, 4.6 right now. Uh, I believe Ally is also pretty similar to that too. So there's you could actually be getting more money than what you are right now. I am also 24. Dang, that's crazy. 24 years old, and you have 200K in a high-yield savings account. Look, you ain't doing bad at all. That is pretty amazing. I kind of wonder what you're actually doing for a job, but that's actually a pretty awesome thing. I also work as an SWE at a quant firm, quantitative firm, I'm guessing. Work as an SWE. What the hell is an SWE? SWE may refer to sensor web enablement. Oh, okay, so it's front end, back end, full stack web development. Okay. Interesting. That's a lot of money, though. Like, what on earth are you making? So make good amount of month per month, I guess money per month, to compound into savings. Some people I talk to tell me to keep that cash in a high-yield savings account, earning interest and play it safe for the time being. While some advice I get is to invest most of it in index funds and keep minimum in savings. With my current situation, which is better for me? Why be in a really bad financial situation in terms of money lost if I don't invest now, or should I play it safe currently? The thing that people need to understand, like when it comes to like with money and you having like a crazy amount of cash, it really depends on like what your goals are, right? So for example, if you just had a reliable job where you're making really good money, and you are maybe saving up for a house, then having this amount of cash isn't that big of a deal in terms of like, oh, you're going to lose money because depending on where you live, that might actually be a down payment for a home. For example, like there's some places in like California, well, I think the average home price in California is like 1.4 million is the average. So what? 20, hold on, let's just say 1.4 million times 20% for 20% down is 280,000, right? So if this individual is living in California and like the average home price being like about 1.4 million, then you'd need about like a $280,000 amount for like a down payment, a good down payment. Actually, I want to, like, double-check that. Let's see. Average home price in California. 
me see. That's 2020, 2023. Okay, so the average home price in California in 2023 is projected to be 1,120,000, okay? So let me redo this. So 1,120,000 times 20%, is 224,000 is how much the person would probably need for a down payment for the average home price in California. Again, as an example, right? So you could be saving money. Like if that is your goal to like basically be a homeowner and you're saving that amount of cash as like a down payment for your average California home price, then um, it's not too crazy. Now, what you could also be doing is saving money to literally buy a home in cash because 220 something thousand or 200,000 cash is technically what they have. Depending on the state, you could be buying a home in cash straight up, right? It all depends on like what you need. And like you being like 24, you probably actually don't even need that much. Not only that, Say you don't even go with the route of buying a home. Maybe you buy a condo. So it could actually be potentially cheaper. So maybe you buy a condo for like 150, maybe even like a hundred thousand depending on the location. So now you just completely cut out your housing cost and you have extra money left over that you could put towards investments or keeping it into your savings account. Like this person is basically just stressing way too much for almost no reason, right? Because the reality is, yeah, it is better to try to invest your money, but if you save up enough cash to basically get to the point where you could pretty much cut out all of your living expenses or the majority of it, like the hard living expenses like your mortgage or your rent, that's a pretty awesome thing to do because that just increases the amount of cash flow that you have on a monthly basis to like an insane level. Because obviously this person is making crazy amounts of money, but if they're literally able to just like get rid of their housing costs, that is amazing, right? They could just funnel so much money into investments where it's just insane, like to insane levels. Let's see some of these comments. What in the world did you do that enabled you to save 200k in two years of working in 24? <laughs> did he edit it later to add SWE at a quant? Because a software engineer at a financial quantitative analysis firm can earn lots. Plenty of SWEs make 300k. First grads at Jane Street or other quant firms can make 400k plus at 21 years old. Dear God, <laughs> you must be making some like crazy money. Crazy money. No one here would know your risk level, but 200k is bananas for basically everybody. I agree. Figure out how many months of expenses you want to keep as an emergency fund and keep it in the HYSA, invest the rest in index funds, Boggleheads. That's actually a really nice subreddit. Da, 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 da. 
Let's see. I think this is an interesting one. What you could be getting 5% in a CD. The problem with a high yield savings account or CD is you're paying tax on the interest. You need to get that into something that can grow without the tax hit. That's way too much cash at too low a rate. First, are you maximizing your 401k Roth contributions? I'm assuming that they probably are just because of how much money that they are bringing in. That's $22,500 a year in 401k and $6,500 in Roth. If not, you need to be doing whatever you can to get to that level. Second, I would keep maybe 10% of that money in your HYSA, then get into $0 cost index funds ASAP. Look up Boggleheads 3 Fund Index for tips. Like Some people like that 3 Fund Index thing for just like simplicity. But um, also... What I personally do for like in terms of like extra cash that I have, I just tend to put that straight into the S&P 500 because it's pretty much not going to be going drastically down. You don't really got to think about it. It tends to average about 10% per year in like a return. So it's not that bad. And just in terms of like parking your money in there and not really thinking about it and having it reinvest in itself, it's a pretty nice thing to just consistently do. Like I like to try to pers- like personally, I like to try to automate as many like as many things as I possibly can, just so that I don't spend basically any mental energy on basically anything because it's just nice to not have to think about it, right? When I know like oh yeah, I could just start you know putting money towards the S and P five hundred all the time automatically every week or every day, every month. Don't even think about it. It's automatically going to be taken out of my account straight into investment. Just literally never thinking about it. And you're going to be pretty good, right? Because the biggest problem that people have in terms of investing is that they don't do it consistently. Same thing with saving their money. They don't do it consistently. Like, they are consistently spending every single day on, like, their daily needs or wants, but they don't do the same thing in terms of investing or saving their money. This person is obviously saving, like, a crazy amount of their money, but they are not consistently investing. Like, if they were consistently investing, they wouldn't be carrying this crazy amount of cash, right? So, if I was them, I would just start right now basically automatically investing money every single month at a certain amount right so let's just say like 2k a month or 4k a month or 5k a month automatically right but again it all depends on what they are actually wanting out of their life in the next few years right if they are wanting to buy a home they need that money for a down payment or to buy off a house in cash. If they are wanting to maybe buy a condo, same thing. Are they wanting to buy a new car? Okay, maybe they want to use it in cash, right? Which they should, but also not a brand new car. But they could definitely afford a new car just because they're making crazy amounts of money. But again, like it all depends on the hell are you going to be doing in the next few years, right? 
like if you're moving in like two years, it doesn't make sense for you to go and buy some like go buy a house like right now in your state or county when you might be moving to like a whole different country. Like it doesn't even make sense. Da, 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 kind of money in the market right now will make you very comfortable when you retire. For example, you have 41 years into retirement, not counting taxes. 200k at 3.9% for 41 years is 959,000. The market has returned 10% ARR on average, basically the S&P 500. Let's use 7% going forward to account for inflation and market risk. 200k at 7% for 41 years is $3.2 million. So basically, this is um, what is called opportunity cost, right? The opportunity cost of this individual carrying the cash, the 200K cash in their high-yield savings account is basically multiple millions of dollars, right? So for example, if you're someone who is just carrying a crazy amount of cash your opportunity cost is potentially millions and millions of dollars from your future, right? You're technically like robbing from your future by just holding that cash. But that's really only if you're basically got no plans for the money. If you're literally just sticking this into your bank account, yeah, that's a pretty bad opportunity cost. Like that is horrible, right? But like I said, if you're trying to buy a home and pay it off cash, it's okay. Get that money out of HYSA and into the market ASAP. Don't look at it again, but every 10 years. See, that's kind of like my type of uh, investment strategy is where I try to automatically invest and just literally not really pay attention to it, right? Because based off historical data, you can pretty much know that the annual average return on the S&P 500 is about 10% a year, right? And... It nearly doubles every about like about like 10 years, right? Seven to 10 years, it would typically double your investment. So as long as you consistently put money every single month into your investment or like an S&P 500 index fund, etc., at least that's what I do, you know that your money is going to grow over time, more than likely, right? There's never a guarantee, but pretty much it will increase over time. Just because of compound interest is reinvesting into yourself, into itself. You're just constantly buying into the market. So it's just figure out what you want in the next 10 years and then allocate the money towards those goals, right? Let's see. Yeah, I'm not really seeing like basically anything about the original poster's response to any of this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything from the original poster like at all. That's weird. Really weird. 
key shell it. Hmm. Oh wait, hold on. I'm an SWE at a quant firm. Yes, I have learned a lot, but this is about if my personal investment decisions are wrong. I also have a C1 checking, makes it much easier. Hmm. Jeez, apparently they also pay 4K in rent? Dear God. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, basically, this person just needs to put their money where their goals are. And that's basically it. I mean, what do you actually want out of life in the next five to ten years? And then put your money towards that. But make sure that you are debt-free. Make sure that you have an emergency fund. Make sure that you start putting money towards investments if you haven't already try to save a down payment for a home which you pretty much already have and just consistently do it right just start consistently going towards your future goals right like if your future goal is to be financially retired then start putting money towards investments that will financially retire you something to think about. If you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40inbox.com or go down below.